the patriarchal way of sex, right? So it's all about the man, like giving pleasure to the man. So the woman has been ignored for so many years and there's a resentment even in opening up because you haven't been taught to properly care for your body or invite somebody into your body. You're just doing what you've been told. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. Thank you as always taking the time out of your day. I love you all. I got a lot of gratitude for you all. As always, giving this information to whoever you feel needs it the most is one of the things that really drives me to do this because what I'm seeing is that as you share this, people are bringing more awareness to things that they didn't even know about, right? How can we help our loved ones be better, feel better in their bodies mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? That's holistic health when you can disseminate information and empower people. That's what we're here to do. So thanks for showing up. If you never did at all up till this point, rate, review, or subscribe, I ask you please support the show by doing so. It goes a long way when you do it. Thank you so much. Now today's show is a super special, super special show. Every show is, and I, I say it all the time, but I mean it. I have two of my own healers coming on the show, Jonathan and Ayla, the love gurus, and they're amazing at what they do. Why? Because they're going to dive in to the complexities and dynamics of relationship. And even deeper, the complexities and dynamics of sex. Are we having fully open sex? Or are we just doing it the way that society has told us to do, right? Or the way that we learned or have been conditioned to have sex, both men and women. The way that we perceive ourselves sexually is really the way we perceive ourselves so much in this world. As we learn and will learn Sexual health is right at the middle and everything else is surrounding it. If you're ignoring truly what it means to have a deep connection sexually with your partner, then you're missing out on all the gifts that life has to offer. So John and Ayla are really gonna highlight the experiences of what it means to be in your body, what it means to be fully connected and embodied during sex and how we express that. So this is the sex show. Everybody out here having sex, Everybody out here doing whatever they do, but I want to share with you a way to bring it back to you and make it an experience that is going to align with you on a deeper level and overall keep you in a healthier mental, emotional, physical space. There's a way that we can bond deeper with our partner, and this is the route to do it. So check out this show. They're going to blow your mind. They're one of my greatest healers. They healed me from the get-go on so many things. You know, we often underestimate the impact that laundry and cleaning products have on our overall health and well-being. We do. We don't think about how many of those traditional detergents and household cleaners can be loaded with harmful chemicals and toxins that wreak havoc on our body, especially if we have kids. That's why I'm always excited to bring on sponsors that I align with. Molly Suds is one of them. They're a brand that has been using an absolute game changer of a formula. Molly Suds is amazing. It's a line of laundry detergents and household cleaners that are made with safer, gentler ingredients. Again, especially for you and your children or future children. Right? To me, something really important is integrity in a company. Molly Suds, super high integrity. I appreciate how powerful and effective these products are at getting your clothes clean, but it's also kinder to your health and to the environment. They have laundry detergents in particular that are free of all those nasty chemicals, right? These are ones that you might see right now in the back of your product. 1,4-dioxane, formaldehyde, synthetic dyes. You're probably gonna see fragrances. That one's gonna be really common. These are all causing allergies, disrupting your hormones and actually are known cancer 
and actually some of them can increase your risk of cancer. And think about it, how often are you washing your clothes? I'll say this, the cleaning power of Molly Suds is impressive. It outperforms a lot of the mainstream brands without all the harsh stuff. And plus, this is one of my favorite parts. It's actually more cost-effective per load, which is a major bonus. And because Molly Suds is cruelty-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, I can feel good about ethical and sustainable practices behind the brand. So if you're ready to ditch those toxic cleaning products and make switch from something safer, something more effective, I highly recommend checking out Molly Suds. You can pick it up at your next Target run, or to make it even easier, just go to mollysuds.com slash DRG. Use the code DRG to get 20% off of your entire order. That is M-O-L-L-Y-S-S-U-D-S.com slash DRG and use the code DRG. Let's talk about a game changer in the world of health and fitness. This is Lumen. It is the world's first handheld metabolic coach. Let me tell you a little bit about this game changer. It's a device that measures your metabolism through your breath. And on the app, it lets you know if you are burning fats or carbs and gives you tailored guidance to improve your nutrition, your workout, your sleep, and even stress management level. There's stress. And here's how it works. You simply breathe into the Lumen device first thing in the morning, and you get real-time feedback on whether you're burning fats or carbohydrates. Lumen then provides you with personalized nutrition plans for the day based on your metabolic measurements. So why does metabolic health matter? Well, think of your metabolism as your body's engine. It's what turns food you eat into energy to keep you going throughout the day. And when your metabolism is optimized, you'll experience benefits of easier weight management, improved energy levels, better fitness results, and better sleep. That's where Lumen comes in. It helps improve your metabolic health with every single breath that you take, offering recommendations to enhance your pre and post-workout, fueling for peak performance and recovery. So if you want to take the next steps in improving your health, go to Lumen. Dot me and use the code DRG to get $100 off of women. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E and use the code DRG at checkout for $100 off. As always, I say super special, but this is super, super special. Why? Because I brought onto this show some of my very own healers. And they've made such a difference in my life in many ways, and we're going to talk about it. But John and Ayla are the best of the best. They are the love gurus. They are Hollywood's holistic healers. The alliteration just flows right through my body. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have them on. Such kind, gentle, but really empowered, embodied souls that want to bring health to all of you. So I can't wait to get to this conversation. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Dr. G. Thank you. <laughs> now, it's not often I, I have my own healers on the show, right? In my own egoic, naturopathic doctor, I'm like, I'm here going to heal my own self. And then once I've let that shield down, I, I sought mm. out the help of... You too, and you guys made such a big difference in my life. But first, let's talk about what you both do. <laughs> what, what do you, how do you characterize your work, and how did you both get into it? Well, we do various things, but uh, the way we got started into healing work was through our own life, finding our own healing, so much like you. And um, I personally needed some sexual healing. There was a lot of stuff that I was holding back on in, in my life, and we found our path into Tantra, and that opened our lives completely into healing our minds, healing our bodies, healing, healing our spirits, and connecting to each other and doing that. So we do a lot of work when it comes to physical work and then how to connect with couples, like how to do that work together. Mm -hmm. when, when we got together, I was about a year sober, and I was going through like a really big transition in my life. 
And so when we were going out on dates, it was for coffee or conversations or, you know, no alcohol, no drugs, nothing like that. And so it was very present and very intentional. And I think, you know, when we got into sex in that way, it was very... Eye-opening. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? For her especially, and I just looked at her and I was like, are you okay? Is something wrong? Like, I just felt like, you know, there was a there was a boundary between us or, or some kind of wall. And she's like, no, 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 this is just how I am. And I was like, I don't know, I don't feel, it doesn't it feel right. It was very weird getting into sex without alcohol because I never knew how to relax my right. body without it. Especially for a woman, I feel like, you're supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to approach things a certain way, and when that was taken away from me, when that buffer was taken away from me, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to feel my body, I didn't know how to connect to him, I didn't know how to be myself, and that was the first step toward this path. Because we're like, we love each other, because at that point we had fallen in love with each other, how can we make this work? How can we do this without having something to loosen my body up because there's something deeper going on. Mm -hmm. So that's how we got onto the tantric path and we started finding all of these different ways to heal our bodies through sexuality. Mm -hmm. And then we moved all of that knowledge in a non-sexual way to heal our clients, to teach them how to empower them, themselves mm -hmm. and how to listen to their emotions, how to move emotion, how to feel their bodies, how to release all the stuff they've been holding on to, especially like all that conditioning and societal stuff that's put onto you, how to really feel into what's in there and then release it. Mm. And I think even though hers is a little more obvious maybe to see what was happening, I was on that same path because I had gotten sober, I cut out sugar, I cut out caffeine, I was running every day, all these things. And you know, I was still suffering. I was still, I couldn't quite put my finger on like, what is it that I need? Like, I still don't feel great. I'm still having a hard time in my life. What's going on? You know, I'm working the program, I'm doing all the steps, I'm doing all the things they tell you to do, but something was still not clicking. And so I was also, seeking that, right? And I've always been a seeker, always in religion and spirituality and music and drugs and, you know, all across the board. Mm -hmm. But I was really dead set on finding, okay, why don't I feel good? Like, why does my body not feel good? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling afraid or nervous when nothing's going on? And this, this path definitely took us to some really profound answers. And once, the minute we found that for ourselves, our first thought was, how do we share this? Yeah. And you see so many people suffering around you, and yeah. it's like, when you know the answer, you just want to be like, hey, you, like, you, don't, <laughs> you don't have to live like this. Mm -hmm. Like, you can live a different way. You can have a better life. Mm -hmm. And so we just started doing it. It's interesting because what we found is that everybody has something that they're trying to get past. There's always something that's stopping them from being their true self, from being happy, from being whatever. And through this path, we kind of open the door to be like, that's the thing, now learn to move it. Mm -hmm. How can we move it out of your body? Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's so interesting to me because as I see that more in myself, I see it so common in others. Mm -hmm. There's always a thing that we're holding on to. And, mm -hmm. and John, you said it like, we take out alcohol and we start eating better and we work, we work out better and we think we do all of the things on paper for our health. Mm -hmm. It is addressing the physical health part mm -hmm. of us, but it, it feels like a rock in our shoe. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And we're like, oh, it's a little pebble, and I can't, it's so uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but I'm walking, it works. Um, But but, after walking 30 years, you're like, that really hurt when we started out there. Yeah, Yeah. and what really resonates with me, and I know a lot of people, is that a lot of sexual experiences were driven by alcohol. Mm -hmm. It gets you out of your head, and you can get into your body, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's such a, it's such a, just a, a, a fake way. It's a fake energy. It's an energy that mm-hmm. doesn't allow you to truly get in your body. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's Something very else is showing up. It's not even you that's showing up. It's a part of you. Right. It, it's and not the, fully yeah. embodied. And the energy of it, you know, from what we've seen with a lot of our clients is, is, is more in the realm of an escape, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're suffering, if you're feeling bad, if you need a release, right? Then you go party a little bit, you find someone hook up with or whatever that looks like, and you release and it feels like, you know, it's like coming up for a breath of fresh air when you're drowning in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And of course that's gonna feel amazing, but it's so quick, it's so fleeting. It, it, it goes back down and then you find yourself kind of chasing that dragon, right? And like trying to re-up on that dopamine hit. And eventually it kind of stops working and you're left sort of hopeless, right? And we say, when we see a lot of that. But if, if you're coming from sex with intention and as like a supplement to an already amazing life, then it's abundant and it's flowing and it's uh, connective and intimate and all of the wonderful things that you can experience in sexuality. And the, the beautiful thing about sex is that it'll bring up all of the stuff that you're not wanting to look at. That's why when you do it sober, you're like, oh my God, I need to look at that thing because yeah. it'll bring up fear. It'll bring up insecurity. It'll yeah. bring up all of this negative stuff that you have going on in your head that you haven't faced. And what this path teaches you to do is you face it. You don't run away from it. You don't push Mm -hmm. it away for later. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, it's coming up in this moment. Let's talk about it. Let's move it through energy. Let's move it through whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever method you're choosing to face it with, but you don't put it away for later. Yeah. Because as you move that out of your body, then you become more present and more Mm -hmm. present and more present. And I can attest to that. The alcohol was the crutch for me to not face the intimacy or the discomfort and intimacy of sex, Mm. right? So the alcohol just kind of threw it out and I didn't really have to think about the intimacy, right? Because it was was just something that was covering it up. It was an escape, right, Mm -hmm. as as we said. Mm. And the moment I decided to not have any sexual experiences that are driven with alcohol, oh my God, it was so uncomfortable. (laughs) I was so in my head. I was like, how do Mm. I do this? It literally was like I was virgin again yeah learning that happened to me and it was so scary it was scary because i'm like i how do i be during Mm -hmm. sex um and then it's like are you are you being judged you know if you don't have a partner that's on that journey with you that that can be very uncomfortable it's like you're like am i not good at this like am i being judged you get performance anxiety and all this stuff media is putting a picture up there of what sex is supposed to be like or what it's supposed to look like or feel like and if it doesn't look like any of those things you're gonna go in and be like oh my god there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with me Mm -hmm. like there i'm the problem because i don't look like that or i don't feel like that Mm -hmm. and it's completely the opposite is like take all of those images away and tap into the essence of what you're feeling and the more you can tap into that the more you tap into the essence of life and therefore become orgasmic Mm. and it's once you tap into that energy you don't ever want to go back to whatever you were doing before Mm -hmm. like it happens to us sometimes and we're like oh 
we can stop right here. Let's go. Let's just hold each other. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I want to talk about more like the expectations of what we see as sex versus the true intimacy. But mm. you mentioned Tantra. Mm -hmm. And what for those of us who don't have any idea what it is, what is Tantra mm. and, and how does it create the embodiment of connection between each other energetically? So Tantra is like a 5,000-year-old practice. Or and, more, at least that yeah, we can trace. Yeah, that we can trace 5,000 years old. Um, and it's truly a practice. It's, it's about union, right? So union within the polarities within yourself, like the masculine and feminine within yourself, and embodying that within yourself, and then connecting to another that way, and learning to move that energy. And it's more about, not about doing, but about unbecoming, about releasing all the stuff that's not you. And you could think about, you know, a lot of people think, especially in the West, Tantra was sort of presented as like, you know, this wild energy and orgies and all this stuff. And that, that's kind of the, the idea people have in their mind sometimes. But I think you could think of Tantra more as an umbrella. And the tools to attain that union could be yoga or meditation or affirmations or mudras or sex, right? These are all things that fall under the umbrella of Tantra. And Tantra's, like she said, ultimate aim is to connect you to the divine. So we're these human creatures, but we all, I think we all, you know, at least I'll speak for myself and a lot of the experience we've had, have this inclination that there's something more to us. Even if we don't quite know what that is, or we can't put our hand on that. And Tantra is just the process and the tools and the methodology of which we are exploring that connection and making that connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to see everything as divine and not just in another person or in everything that comes into your life, but yourself is divine. And that's finding that higher power. It's not out there, it's inside of you. Mm -hmm. And what better way to experience non-separation and connection than sex, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It is literally the embodiment mm -hmm. of physical connection. It, it doesn't get deeper than that. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we totally believe that. And it's such a powerful energy that runs through us. And knowing how to harness that and what to do with that, and especially not being ashamed of that, not feeling guilty about that, sort of putting away what's been put on you and finding your own experience with it and your own uh, connection to it, it's a very different experience, mm -hmm. you know? Why is there so much shame then around our own sexual embodiment and essence and energy and expression for men and women? Mm -hmm. what, what, what is it that we are so disconnected from it and we're scared to just to, to show it? Man, that's a really multifaceted question. What we're seeing currently in this time is a lot of repercussion of oppression and suppression of sex through religion. You know, lots of religions telling you don't do this, you know, abstinence is the way, or even like in the priesthood, they don't, you know, they're not sexual. And so what happens is there's this very natural energy inside of you wanting to express itself, but everyone or the structures around you are saying, no, 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 that's bad, that's bad. You're going to go to hell if you mm, have sex. Yeah, literally damnation. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to hell. And that, regardless of whether you're religious or not, the entire society is built on this structure. So your whole life whether that was in your family or your friends or your teachers or whatever, if that belief is around you, you have it inside of you. And even like in schools, you know, and this is still going on today, the sex education, 
is so scary, you know? It's like, have sex and get AIDS, have sex and get someone pregnant. You don't even have to, you could just barely touch a woman and she's pregnant, you know, like all of the disease, you know, abstinence, all that stuff. There's no talk about how does a woman's body work? Are there natural methods to prevent birth? Are there ways to connect that aren't harmful to yourself and to others? Can Is this a way to enjoy yourself? Is this something that you could practice with another human being in a way that's respectful and divine mm-hmm. And that doesn't end in pain, suffering, disease, all that kind of stuff. You know, we're getting it from church. We're getting it from school. We're getting it from our parents who oftentimes had us unintentionally and are like trying to not let that happen to you. And maybe it's coming from a good place, but there's a lot of pressure, right? But before you even get to sex. So you're already like, oh, (laughs) you know, I really want to do this thing, but... There's also this whole thing of like the patriarchal way of sex, right? So it's all about the man, like giving pleasure to the man. So the woman has been ignored for so many years and there's a resentment even in opening up Mm -hmm. because you haven't been taught to properly care for your body or invite somebody into your body. You're just doing what you've been told. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that sexual education that wasn't taught for women has taught women to shut down Mm -hmm. and cause trauma and not tap into their pleasure. And when you tap into that as a woman, um, the second chakra, so that's the one that's related to sexuality, is also creativity. So you're shutting down your creativity by not tapping into your sexuality. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that's wrapped up in sexuality that's not ever talked about. So there needs to be an empowerment and a liberation, especially when it comes to women and sex, because we are such powerful creators and we bring people together and we bring communities together. And women have been so disconnected from themselves and sexuality for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. I can, I can, I say that firsthand. It's Mm. the consciousness around sex is the man is dominant, the woman pleasing the man Mm. and There's no sensuality. There's no true intimacy. It's pornographic Mm -hmm. in many ways, right? With that model in in mind. Transactional. Transactional. Like uh, ownership of sorts, Mm -hmm. like especially getting into marriage and all that. Yeah. Oh, that's your duty. Like I come home from a long day's work and like you're mine. And I'm, I'm talking about from my own personal experience, you have when you first have sex, you have the idea of like, oh, you're supposed to do that for them. You don't are never taught, wait until your body's ready. Wait until somebody asks you for permission. I, you know, it wasn't until our relationship that somebody asked permission to go into my body and I cried when it happened. My body relaxed when that happened because I had never been asked my entire life and I had never demanded that of someone. I never required somebody to ask me if I was ready because I wasn't taught that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even know it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Look, staying hydrated is the key to feeling your best. It is a te- It was my first post ever on Instagram about hydration and water. But, you know, all the concerns about tap water and quality of tap water, I, put, I did a lot of shows on it talking about you can even find what is the quality of your tap water. It's hard to know if what you're drinking is truly clean. And for me, it's so important, so, so important. This is one of the first interventions I tell people, the first investments. Get yourself a good quality water filter the most pure water without worrying about those contaminants. That's why I'm super excited to share with you AquaTrue. If you followed me, I've been talking about AquaTrue since 2018. 
I've had it since 2018, and I'm so happy they're a sponsor because it's something that I really have been using for the long term. AquaTrue purifiers, they use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, meaning they tackle all those harmful contaminants right head on. And what's the best part? There's no installation, no plumbing required. You plug it in and you're good to go. Almost half of the US tap water contains PFAS. These are forever chemicals, polyfluorinated chemicals that we get from the water, usually a byproduct of the industry, that goes into the clouds, it rains, and it gets all over our water system. It is one of the biggest concerns in environmental medicine right now. AquaTrue is certified to remove these contaminants and many more to give you that peace of mind. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every single home from countertop options to under sink models. And don't forget, they also have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost option. Check that one out. But really, one of the main reasons I love AquaTrue is because not only does it remove all of those really, really concerning chemicals, the ones that I talk about so much on the show, the ones that were found throughout so many water systems across the United States that cause so many diseases, including cancer, we have something that removes that. It's affordable and long-lasting, lasting up to six months to two years, these filters. And think about it, one set of filters makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents of a bottle. So if you're going out to the supermarket and buying those water bottles by the dozen, or by the 30 pack, not only are you putting a burden to the environment with the plastic, you're putting a burden to your body with the plastic and it's not even quality water. So since switching to AquaTrue, it's been the best of the best. Everyone in my family has one, all my friends have one. And the best part is AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. So you can try it risk free. And for you, the Heal Thyself listener, you get 20% off of any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code DRG at checkout. So if you're ready to upgrade your water game and enjoy pure, clean water straight from the tap, don't wait. Go to AquaTrue.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing, right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health, and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing three-in-one electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate Flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, Go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com, and the code is DRG. One of the most beautiful moments I've ever had sexually is uh, when, I, when I stopped and I actually spoke that, hey, maybe I just need to lay down and have a sensual touch. And, mm -hmm. and feel, and it took so long for me to feel like my body was actually then ready. Mm -hmm. And can you believe most of my life, I never spoke up for my own body and saying mm -hmm. that it's ready. Instead it was transaction. I go, oh, well, it's time for sex. It must be ready. Mm -hmm. We never connect ourselves with the body. And what a moment that was, because I'll tell you in that, in that moment, it was a beautiful, like uh, sensual massage. And then 
I go, and this was with my girlfriend, I go, if she puts her hand back on my chest, something's gonna happen. And because she was like rubbing on my stomach, she went back on my chest, whoop, mm. 20 seconds of tears mm. just came out of nowhere. Mm. And I felt that my body was like opening, opening, opening with mm. those tears. And then it's like, okay, now you're ready to have mm. sex. And I was like, I can't believe that me as a man, and I guarantee so many women in this world, are never just open to receiving. It's so mm. just forced in transaction. Also for men, there's this idea that, you know, they're supposed to be hard all the time and, and, and they're not taught to look into their own sensuality because sex is so much more than just penetration. You can make love with your entire body before even going into anything. You know, so just looking at each other and breathing into each other and touching and caressing and discovering what feels good before that's even a thing. Mm. You know, elongating that is actually a part of Tantra because it, it allows you to tap into your body before you're connecting to another. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and there was a sex therapist saying that uh, on average it's within like five minutes there's penetration between mm -hmm. like, okay, let's let's be intimate now, mm -hmm. within five minutes, whereas like mm -hmm. creating the space and, and the sensual the sensual atmosphere to, mm -hmm. to for your body to go, oh. There's so much pressure for that to happen. It's so like, it's pressure. all about that. And if there's, if that goes wrong, then sex is bad. Right. It was terrible. We had a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. and, and too, I think it speaks to a general culture of, I want it now. I want everything quick. I want it to like move along. Just slowing down and being with a person, right? It's like, why are you... If this is the best thing in your life, why do you only want it to last seven minutes <laughs> or three and a half minutes yeah. or whatever? If this, this truly is this amazing experience, why wouldn't you want it to last 30 minutes or an hour or four hours or all day? Mm -hmm. Like these are all possibilities, but because we're moving so quickly through our lives, we're trying to get the goal instead of really being in the journey, which is where all the magic is at, mm -hmm. right? It's like the experience of sex. Mm -hmm. and you know, Not just to like, you know, another hash on your little list or like, yeah. you know, it's Wednesday, we to-do list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of the things, I think people rush into that, just like you just said, I feel like there's such a need to feel good because we don't feel good so much of the time mm. that an orgasm is like, okay, I feel good again. You know, it's like a quick fix to releasing all of that stuff. But if you're doing the work to release the bad stuff throughout the day, then there's no need to have that quick release. Right. And, and a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't check in with their body throughout the day and say like, oh, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I need to sit down. I need to breathe. You know, whatever it is, however you need to relax. And I don't think most people realize that they're in that place in their lives. They don't realize that they're treading water, almost drowning, with just barely breathing above the surface, you know? And there's such a difference between survival and then thriving. And most people are really caught in survival. And this goes back to, you know, something you said earlier about what we do. I think, you know, at the root of what we're doing, we're showing people that there is a root, there is a cause of why you're stuck in that survival. Everyone has one. Well, you know, it's like if you touch a hot stove, right? What are you not gonna do again? Mm -hmm. You're not, right, exactly. So somewhere in your life, you touched a hot stove, whether it was your parents yelling at you or whether it was having an alcoholic dad or uh, getting bullied at school or, or what, you know, being molested, any of those kinds of things. 
and it hurts so bad, you never want to feel that pain again. And so, because our bodies are actually quite brilliant and they protect us whether we want them to or not, you stay away from that hot stove. But Or anything that feels like that hot stove. Or anything that even resembles <laughs> it, right? And so your body creates this mechanism to protect you. And it does a really fantastic job helping you survive in life. But then there comes a point where it's limiting you from learning how to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where our work is focused. Is like, okay, we've got this person stuck in this loop and they don't know how to get out of it and they can't see it. So how do we help them identify that, understand what's happening in their body and give them the tools to move past it? Because it's a very scary thing. It, it, like, like you said, it's almost like a rebirth, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you're leaving your whole self behind and you're birthing into this new way of existing, this new way of being. Not just how you have sex, how do you eat food, how do you work, how do you, you know, um, provide for yourself? How are you as a son, a brother, a father, all of these things, they all have to be reevaluated because you're now coming into a more conscious existence. You're not being driven by your animalistic impulses or your survival mechanisms. You are now consciously creating what life looks like to you. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot of responsibility and very scary to a lot of people. Yeah. So sometimes the survival is more familiar. Yeah. And our yep. identity is sometimes wrapped in the survival. Like, oh, I don't go into these type of relationships because mm. it, it smells and sounds a lot like the, the pain that, I, that happened when I was seven years old. Exactly. But um, I, I always think the barrier to entry to your true conscious embodiment is you going, all right, I'm ready mm -hmm. to look at all those things yeah. that, that don't serve me anymore, which are scary, sometimes so scary that I feel that people overwork, oversex, overeat, over everything yeah. just to literally run away and not look at that. Yeah, there's, there's a loop of, of the fears and then going into pleasure to relieve that. So that's like whatever you find pleasurable, that's why there's so many different ways that people manifest escapism, which is very common in our society, whether it's through food or sex or whatever. You feel your fear. You feel that thing that you don't want to face. You feel that the, the hot stove, right? And then you go into escapism. It's like, I don't want to face that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's so simple, but it's such a deeply ingrained path in your mind that you just go straight into it. And what we do, what well we, intentioned yeah. too. It's mm -hmm. like you. Why wouldn't you want to not touch the stove again? Like it was yeah. the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Of course you're going to avoid it. But what we missed along the way somewhere is that there's a whole other side of life. And I think they speak to this, like if you look at the religions, there's always talk about dying and being reborn and stuff. But I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's a spiritual and a mental thing. And, a, a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a thing that happens within us where let's say that survival self is the you that was born into this world, you have to kill that self in order to birth the conscious self of you that's going to live from here on out. Mm -hmm. And that's a very scary process. Like, how do you just tell someone, like, you have to unbecome everything that you know? You know, it's like it's a pretty daunting task, yeah. right? Where do I start? What do I do? And you're like, I only know how to be, do, and have, and say these things. <laughs> Literally 30 plus, 40 plus years of my life has been as such. 
yeah. which is really we're, crazy. We're asking people to walk a tightrope, basically, mm, when yeah. they come to see us. But the people that come to see us have done so many things to heal, and they still haven't found that thing. Mm -hmm. they, they're still like, there's that pit. They're like, they're looking and they're searching, and they haven't found the thing to heal it. And it's really what we're doing is we're putting a mirror in front of them, and it's like, here, mm -hmm. this is you. And this is all the bullshit you tell yourself. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> I think at the end of the day, people are actually pretty incredible. People are so resourceful. People are such hustlers. People are so smart. If they know what game they're playing, we say sometimes like people are playing basketball with a tennis racket, mm -hmm. and they don't know any better. Like that's just kind of what we were taught. But when you tell people the rules of the game, like, hey, Christian, this is what's going on with you. This is what happened, and this is how you get out of it. People are actually pretty great mm -hmm. at doing it, yeah. you know, but they have to understand the rules of the game they're playing. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know why, you know, we teach U.S. history, we teach, you know, all these, like, sort of things that we don't necessarily ever use in our lives. Like why trigonometry? Don't... Yeah, <laughs> right? So I have never used that after that <laughs> class ever again. Right? And they're like, you won't always have calculators with you, but now we have it. Lies. <laughs> right? It's all on our phones, we can Google anything, yeah. like, and, and so... There's space now to do some investigation into how how do we be humans? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a human being? How do we satisfy this itch that's inside of us that there's something greater? Mm -hmm. right? And everyone, we all feel it. Like it, it, it. Sometimes I think the healthier we get, the more we feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there's so many people in the health field who are like, you know, I, I do all the things that I, I'm supposed to do. I even got an air purifier for my home. I go, great, I love environmental toxins. But there's always an itch in it, and it's, it's mm -hmm. much, much, much deeper. And I really, really, truly think it has to do with looking at the things that don't serve you, that are not you. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, moving from survival, dying, shedding that part of you and stepping into the conscious mm -hmm. man and woman or however part of you that needs to be expressed. And um, part of the work that I did with you is, is, is because I felt, um, at least intimately, that there was a pit, there was something, there was a... You know, I, listen, I, I know all the things to do. I, 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 got it all, I got it all in my books and all in my notes and everything. Mm. But I felt so disconnected, especially from partnership. And something that I learned was getting into the body. Mm -hmm. But really, like, practices that can get into the body that don't require me to sit for an hour and a half in meditation mm. when I'm like, oh, I, you know, I have all these things to do, mm -hmm. the doing, but the being. Mm -hmm. and, and how many people come through your doors and how many times do you see people so in this doing energy? I remember, John, it was you who said that, like, I am a master at doing. Mm -hmm. I've created all the success. Mm -hmm. But the being, I'm like a child just learning how to walk. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if that ain't the truest damn statement I've ever heard in my <laughs> life, how many people are coming through your doors saying, and not even knowing how to be? And if so, how do we come back to being? <laughs> I would say almost all of them. Yeah. On a sliding scale. Right? It's like different manifestations of that. And, and sometimes it's even harder when people are really hyper successful in one area of their life because there's so much accolade for that. It's like, oh, you're so great at this or you're so famous or you're so this or that. And we see a lot of that. And it's, it, it can sometimes make it an even harder wall to tear down because it's like, that's not you. It's a piece of you, and like it's great that you're good at that thing. But oftentimes, like we said before, it's coming from that insecurity or that fear or that trying to escape that dreadful feeling. But there's no gold at the end of that rainbow. There's a very you know? big imbalance that makes you be like that. 
So we want to bring you back into balance and really face those things so you can be a master of both, a mm -hmm. being and doing. Exactly. And that's the that's, balance. Yeah, that's the union in Tantra is the masculine energy of doing and the feminine energy of being and combining that because th that's within all of us. Yeah, I think you see that play out sometimes, like kind of that toxic masculinity that's always just like pressing and pushing and and to a point where it's hurting people around it. But then there's also like the toxic feminine of like, you know, getting the inspirations in it and then staying quiet about it and not doing it. anything and just letting those gifts and those, those inspirations just die with you, right? Uh, Les Brown has this amazing thing where he says, the worst thing that could happen in your life is if you meet the person you could have become on your deathbed and you're not that person, right? Mm -hmm. You All those dreams, all those, that book you wanted to write, that show you wanted to produce, all that stuff, they die with you. Yeah. And so we're kind of pegged out on both ends of the spectrum. And, and like in nature, nature is balanced. Like the, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, the waves come in, the waves go out. It's this constant sort of shuffling of energies and what, when things go bad is when we get out of balance with life. And, and I'm sure you know all, probably more than we do, about the body and how the body works and keeping your chemicals in balance and, and, and how do you do that in a healthy way. And we think that, that finding this root cause and working through it is at the, the root of that. It's mm -hmm. the primary thing that you can work on. And all of the other stuff are just like a fine-tuning, right? Right. We have this amazing machine, so what's the biggest thing we can do to get it on track, and then how do we fine-tune along the way? Mm -hmm. And of course, diet comes into play, air quality comes in, we have air purifier, you know, yeah. we love all that stuff. For sure. But that, that, that really, that thing in the pit of your stomach, like you said, like that, we, we gotta get to that first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, this, that's the foundation of what makes you you. If you look at the chakra system, the first one is all about survival. So everything else in your life, the root of it is survival. So what have you built in your life to protect you and how is that stopping you from thriving? Mm -hmm. So we have to discover that and then we move up into sexuality, which opens you up to a whole world of creativity and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then you build up from there. But the first thing and the hardest step to move through is that survival. Right, because we've all adapted with some sort of mechanism exactly. to survive. And it's, yeah. it's our innate human condition and for the species in general, to survive. If there is no you, if you are dead, like there is nothing. Mm -hmm. So your body will fight to keep you alive in whatever way it thinks it should keep you alive. Mm -hmm. So anything that feels threatening, it goes into that mode. Even if it's not real anymore. Even if it's not real. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And at some point it ceases to become real a long time ago. Yeah. And it's just like this looming shadow on the wall that you're listen, constantly cowering from and not standing in your power. We are the only species that has literally gotten out of the food chain. Like there's no lions or tigers chasing us, mm -hmm. but that fear is still there. And that fear right now has turned into stress, into somebody's gonna fire me and I'm gonna lose my job and that's my, my stability. Whatever that fear is, has become that thing mm -hmm. that you think you're gonna die from, but we're no longer gonna die from it. Mm -hmm. So when you realize that, and when you can put a pause in between that fear and, and your way of being, that's when the magic starts to happen. That's when you start to out-evolve this mechanism. And then I think about like, 
if you look around, how many amazing things have humans done? Like we were just on a trip and like we were watching one of our shows on the iPad and I just looked at it and it's this big <laughs> and it's in 4K and it's so fancy yeah. and, and it's, there's Wi-Fi and there's all these things, these luxuries that we have. Humans are so incredible. Could you imagine flipping on that light switch and more humans? And then leading through inspiration and through through feeling good and through positivity, what would we create? Like it's just going to be limitless. Like we're such an amazing species, we just have to take that energy and and point it in a positive direction. Yeah. Lead from love and creativity and inspiration rather than fear. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! So many of us are in fear. I feel mm -hmm. it. I feel it. You mm -hmm. can even the more you open up, the more you. It's, it's sort of like a bane of existence. Your heart opens and then you see, oh my God, this is fear. This person's in fear. I'm gonna lose they need it. more. Yeah, they need more. They need yeah. more. How does that um, inherent survival mechanism block our experience with true sex and sexuality? Well, you're not present. If you're in fear, you're up here. You're like constantly thinking or judging or doing whatever and you're not experiencing what your body's going through. So what we usually tell our clients is when you find yourself thinking, how can you tap into what your body's feeling, right? Is there a contraction somewhere? Are you feeling vibration somewhere? Just go into that feeling and breathe into it. Mm. And that sounds so simple, but it takes you from the thinking brain to the feeling body. Mm. And the body is always present. If you're in your mind, you could be in the past, you could be in the future, you're just not not here. But if you're in your body, with the experiences in your body, you are there, you're connected, first to yourself, and then you can connect to your partner. Mm, which is so, it's so encouraging to think that, wait a minute, if we're in bed or wherever we are together intimately, you mean to tell me I could just stop, get out of my head, breathe into my body, and I'll feel better? Kind of, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, but it's so much... It sounds simple, but it's sometimes so hard. Well, it's like the, the, the primary question is, why don't I want to be here, mm -hmm. right? What am I trying to escape? And that is just like pulling uh, <laughs> the thread on the yarn and, and just you just keep pulling and you just keep pulling. And, and theoretically, this could be something that you could change overnight. But for us, it's taken us a lot of intention, a lot of work, a lot of... Um, seeking you know and we have our own teachers and we do our own we're constantly seeking and wanting to refine things but but it's so simple but it's not easy mm -hmm. right the concept is simple but just by asking that question it's like oh wow there's a lot of things i have to look at mm -hmm. yeah right it, it's pandora's box yeah. opens up i was just talking to him this morning and i'm like i feel like we've been doing this for so long for so many years now and you just keep dropping levels of depth you're doing the exact same thing. You're still trying to be as present as possible and tap. You're doing the same process. But I feel like just recently after giving birth, I feel like I get it. Mm. It's like I understand what that word. I knew the concept. I knew it intellectually, but I'm feeling it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and living it. And living I, it. I, th I think that's, that's the mm -hmm. big thing is, is when you start out, it's a concept. It's like it's somewhere in the future. It's like, oh, you could have this, right? But as you're practicing, as you're embodying that, you start to look around and say, oh, this is my life. Yeah. I'm now I'm 95% of the time really joyful and really happy. 
You know, I, I feel like people look at us like we're crazy sometimes because we're laughing and we're dancing at the airport and our son's cackling and we're like, <laughs> he's not crying on the plane and he's having As a good time. As we miss our flight and we were there for like six extra hours. Yeah. Right. You, know? you know, just sort of rolling with it like, okay, this happened. What, how can we be in this moment? How can we be in this moment? How and can we show up? And what's the lesson? It's like there's always a lesson, right? You're seeing everything as divine. So what is the divine lesson in this moment? What can we get from this moment that will bring that joyfulness? Yeah. So bring that darkness and transmute it into the light. Yeah, however it shows up. One, mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes is, uh, it was in conversation with God, and it's, the question is always, who am I choosing to be in this mm -hmm. moment? Mm -hmm. Right? So if you miss a flight and you have to stay within six hours, who am I choosing to be in this moment for six mm -hmm. hours? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it seems to me that it's, you, there's ways it can go. It can go, ah, we missed our flight and I'm angry and who am I going to blame? I'm going to blame mm -hmm. me and I'm going to blame you. Versus like, let's just be with each other in this experience. Yeah, and mm -hmm. if you tap into that negative energy, more bad stuff tends to happen because mm -hmm. you're attracting more of that energy. Yeah. Our entire world is made of vibration. So are you down here or are you up here? And, you, and it's your choice. Mm -hmm. It's not that you get stuck here because of a circumstance. It's that you choose to stay there because of a circumstance. I think we've outsourced a lot of our power, you know, whether it's to... Uh, praying to this God or going to get your coffee or doing this thing or this thing. It's, it's all outside of you. Mm -hmm. But as you start to tap into who you really are and who you're choosing to be in that moment, you realize the power in that. Yeah. There's this infinite power in who you can be. You know, you're not just this scared animal, right? That's like the very first level. That's what we're born into. And that by default, everyone's that. But when once you realize you don't have to be that and you can make a different choice, it's so empowering. It's a little scary. It's daunting. It's like... It's like no one's coming to save you. You have to save exactly. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a lot of accountability. Right. And, and we're in a society where I don't think people love accountability all the time. We right? want the like, easy button. Yeah. 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 Who can I point to first? Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me this is my fault because that means then I have to look at myself and change something. Or let me do this drug or let me do this thing so I can experience that. Mm -hmm. And then I can always come back to that. But yeah. you don't learn how to do that on your own. And... Don't get me wrong, plant medicine is beautiful and it's such an amazing experience to go into the realm of what you can be. But how do you get there? Yeah. You have the power within yourself to get there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of what we've learned through this work is how to do that, how to walk the path, mm -hmm. how to not just see it, but get there every time. Mm -hmm. And it takes some practice, but it's it's a beautiful, beautiful life. Mm -hmm. We learn to enjoy life for what it brings and not punish yourself when things are going wrong or blame it on other people or have a miserable day, Yeah, you know? So what are some of the tips for people listening and viewing then who go, okay, how do I get started with moving out of that animalistic survival mechanism? What things can I do in my day starting when I wake up to really start coming to save my own self? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the daunting path or whatever, I'm ready. What, what tips can we give those people? Let me give you the easiest answer, and that's your breath, right? The so breath. Again, the breath is always present, and it's the one thing in your body you can control completely. Is is either involuntary or voluntary, right? So when you get in control of that, you can tap into your body. So the breath we, te we taught you and we teach all of our clients is you deep belly breathe. So you inhale into your belly with one, one breath, and in the same breath, 
you bring it up into your chest so you're inhaling into your entire lung capacity and then and that sounds simple right but when you're holding on to things a lot of those things come up you get an image or you get a, a feeling or something comes up that you're like oh I, I need to look at that so that's a way to tap into your body so when you do that deep belly breath so breathing downwards breathing up and then ah releasing and and i feel like i want to make a disclaimer that this is not like toxic positivity like no. oh just breathe and right. stuff because <laughs> i get so annoyed with that sometimes i think i've always been annoyed when people don't tell me why right and it's just like okay breathe what does breathing mean to people like then like i breathe all the time like why are you telling me to breathe now let's chat about something crucial that is omega 3s you know i'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Peori's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Peori is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Peori.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I dot com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Peori. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're gonna love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. But okay, scientifically, the psoas system in the belly, 
locks up, like, like you know, if I'm going to punch you in the stomach, right, brace. Right, you brace it, and what does that do? It takes away the impact. It makes it hurt less. So we're walking around, you it's know, usually... Exactly. And, and, and posture, right? Well, what do people do? They roll their shoulders. What is that doing? It's protecting their heart. So the two main places we see are right here and here. Guess what? That breath is going to touch those two places. So if you have this tight system here and you let, my belly's not that big, but, <laughs> you know, you let it come out and be kind of a Buddha belly and you'll feel it. You know, when you do this stuff at home, you'll feel oh, wow, I'm like, I'm always mm -hmm. tight like this. Most people come in and we're like, oh, I have no tension. I'm cool. I'm chill. And we start breathing like that, their entire body goes crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. whole, yeah. You start tightening up Twitching in different parts. And, yeah, feeling crazy mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But, but the, what, what's happening is there's nerve plexus, plexi, I don't know what the plural is, um, that go along the vagus nerve. And so this system right here is triggering you into fight or flight. What's the first thing that happens if someone's going to punch you or there's a fight or there's danger? Your core tenses so you can run, mm -hmm. duck, hide, you know, do whatever you need to do. But when you loosen that, it instantly sends a signal to your body through the vagus nerves. Hey, we're okay. Mm -hmm. You can chill out. Mm -hmm. You know, you can relax. Yeah. And what happens is the body starts to create different chemicals. Right? You're putting your body at homeostasis, mm -hmm. and now this beautiful machine that we have can start doing what it's good at doing, mm -hmm. which is healing thyself, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole name of the game. Oh, yeah. How can you get out of your way and let your body do what it's good at? So well, what, like she was saying, first thing when you wake up, when you go to bed, right? How can you take yourself out of that heightened state, that fight or flight, into a calm state. Because or when you're going through something throughout the day, if you yeah. tap into that breath, if you're going crazy, how can you relax your body so you can tell your body, hey, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going crazy up here, but you're okay, you're safe. And if you tell your body that it's safe, it can relax and you think differently. You come up with different solutions to things if you're not stressed out. Mm, which and this, is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. And this is not, this is something that you can take. We're out in the parking lot waiting for you to get here, and I'm breathing like that. Mm. You know, not because I'm scared or anything, but because sometimes when you do things like this, you feel a bit of that nervousness, or that anxiety. Mm. It's very natural. But okay, how do I calm my body down? How do I get into this moment? Right? That way, when you walk in that door and we can connect because I'm already there in that moment with you because I'm in that moment with myself. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we're constantly prepared for the moment. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, your entire life changes. Mm -hmm. Less arguments, less anger down the 405. You know, all of these things that keep us like this, they start to, they start to fade away. And that's literally just getting back in your body. Getting back in your body. Yeah. And, and talking to your body. You know, talking to the different parts when they're tense is like, why are you like that? And you hear an answer. I know we You've taught, taught you that. that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's amazing because your body has its own intelligence. And when you learn to tap into it, you have a clear path to life. It's like, and not what is right for somebody else, but what is right for you. Mm -hmm. and, and you feel it. And I do. And uh, listen, mm -hmm. I'll say I do that breathing morning and night. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the mornings, I'm laying on the beach. And uh, I'm in no, no blanket or anything, just me, my head on the sand, and I'm doing the breathing. Mm. And I'm making sure, I, and I, I, it's since the first time I did it with you both, 
I always really kind of just push sometimes. Like I push my <laughs> stomach out and I push my chest up and then I go, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and really, I always think about the visual of the, the golden balloon in my stomach filling mm. up and gently that air coming to my chest and then just moving naturally out of my mm -hmm. throat into sound is, is the way that I found it's what you guys said, but I found that when I come back to that, then I get my body. When I posture, like you said, mm -hmm. Jonathan, it, it, it just it just doesn't do anything. It's more stress. Mm -hmm. So I would always that's a disclaimer. Is like everyone just do it gently. Let the Allow body the breath do it. to yeah. do it. The exactly. breath to pull your belly up. It's not yeah. about pushing your belly out. It's about allowing the breath to slowly open you up. Mm -hmm. And be gentle on yourself when you first do this because it's actually a little bit tricky. You Nobody know, it's knows like, how to breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We had to spend, we spent like a whole session before just helping someone breathe. Half of our session we were on the yeah. floor <laughs> teaching me how to breathe again. Yeah. But, but, but what, what happens when you do that you're moving past the conscious mind into the subconscious, right? Your body is opening up, your mind's opening up. And then what you fill it up with after that sticks, yeah. right? So, so there, there's so many directions you can take it. There, there's something called like hyper learning where, or Tony Robbins calls it the peak state, right? And so when you get to that place, you can learn, you can... Uh, create, you can do things so much faster because you're in your zone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Flow state, right? All being, being connected, all of those things, they're all trying to get to that same place. And you don't need an hour and a half to meditate and to do whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you can uh, do an hour and a half of meditation and feel terrible afterwards. Mm -hmm. But once you know what it feels like and you can tap back in five or 10 minutes on the beach, boom, you're ready for your day, you're in it. And it's crazy because that flow state, really open like I didn't I, one time after the breathing I got up and I was like okay I feel good I feel grounded I'm walking on the beach and then I had an influx of Twitter posts that I want to put up that are inspiration yeah mm -hmm. seven of them because you and opened I, up I put on my notepad immediately because I opened up mm -hmm. whereas that would one would be like okay how do I say this it, there was no how do I say it it's like this is how it's going to be said because there's no other way that I can say it yeah it, which is interesting because when we're in the flow state work becomes more efficient mm -hmm because you sort of just know how to flow. You know what you want to put out there. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost like it's coming to you. Exactly. It's, it's almost like it was there all along, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh. And you just pick, it's like picking fruits out of the air, right? Right. And, and this is what, like, Nikola Tesla talks about this, Einstein talks about this. There's, there's a, a, that place, when you go there, there's so much in that realm. That's where they got all these crazy theories and right. like understanding electricity and waves and all that yeah. stuff. Like it's always been there. They just got themselves to a place where they could grab it. I, I, the way I believe it scientifically is you tap into a quantum mm -hmm. sea of exactly infinite inspiration, mm -hmm. infinite ideas. Yeah. You're just tapping into the infinite that is you. Mm -hmm. And for me, the best artists, the best scientists, the best everyone out there are the people who bringing to the world those things through them. Mm -hmm. It's really just open and channeling. And they almost all say the same thing. Yeah. It's like hard to take credit for it because it just came. Yeah, it just it came. Was, you know? I, I believe Einstein was talking about one of his greatest breakthroughs was when he was uh, like in the middle of the night, he woke up and he was just, just hit him because he, was, he wasn't just stressing about what he has to do during the day. It was, he was completely open and it was like, mm. oh, of course. What other way could it be? We had mm. a really powerful scientist, his name's Ian uh, Mitchell, he was on the show. And he told me one of his, 
it, it, same thing. He woke up in the middle of the night when he realized how to make concrete 40% less uh, emitting of carbon for the greenhouse. He's just out of nowhere. He's like, oh, this is how you do it, of course. Same thing yeah. with like how, how to like help uh, people with cancer. He, of course, he's like in meditation. He's like, this is, of course. It comes in those moments, mm -hmm. and I'm just so in awe of it. And here, here's the thing, too. Like, I feel like people are forcing being in meditation a lot of the time, and they're not getting the benefit of it because they're, they're trying to meditate. They're just like, I know I'm supposed to do this. I know this is where I get all the answers, but I'm just going to sit here and fidget the whole time and hate myself because I'm not getting there. And that's not effective. If, if that's not working for you, you have to find a way to tap into your body before you do that. That breath work moves right past that. Yeah. So I feel like it's so much more effective sometimes to tap into your breath and do that work that we taught you yeah. because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. The uh, moment you start like thinking, you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll actually breathe, then I'll journal. Because mm -hmm. I, I know that the truth is going to come out mm -hmm. when, I'm, when I'm back in my body mm -hmm. and exactly. out of my logical mind of thinking, mm -hmm. that, oh, mm -hmm. I, I think this is it. Let me journal about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. One thing that, you, that we, we mentioned here is the coming back to the body and asking what it needs. And believe it or not, it's real. I know I'm not preaching. I'm probably preaching in the choir here. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, I'll ask sometimes, uh, I'll put my hand on my chest because it's super tight sometimes. I'll be like, what do you need? Immediately, it's like a hug. Mm -hmm. And we went over this. And it's like, okay, a hug from who? And it's like, you. I was like, wow, this is, this is cheesy and corny, and I'm going to give myself a hug, and I bet you it's not going to work. And then I do it, and I'm like, that was really nice. Thank you. And, and, and actually, <laughs> when we spoke last time on our Zoom, uh, that day was, it, it's interesting, we have like maybe once or twice a year days where it's like, it's going to explode. And that day, whatever could have gone wrong on paper went wrong mm. on that Wednesday that we spoke mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. And I felt like, something was going to tear out of my chest. It was so much pressure. I felt incredible. And then on the, on the call, we, I put my hand on my chest, and you, you had asked me, what do you feel? And I said, a hug. He said, give yourself a hug. I go, okay, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And you know what's crazy? That pressure went down about 70% and never came back the next mm. day, the day after, the day after. Mm. Literally, me being on a Zoom call with you both and hugging myself. Mm. And It sounds so stupid sometimes. It does. But it, it's just the simplicity of it. It's just like, that's not possible. But it is. Mm -hmm. It's like you're giving yourself what you need. And what you need is not fireworks a lot of the time. It's simple things. Yeah. And where did we learn to not trust our bodies? Our bodies are brilliant. Mm -hmm. They're really incredible machines that we don't understand the, the potential of. We're just now starting to, we love a lot of Joe Dispenza's work because we feel like he's taking a lot of that stuff in Tantra and in spirituality. And he's telling you, oh, the vasopressin and the, you know, the mm -hmm. things that are happening to make your heart expand and then your blood flow and then you get these feelings and it feels like love and the oxytocin. Like he's putting science to what you He's know, shamans up and, all of this stuff. Yeah, and spiritual yeah. people have known, and and we celebrate that, right? Because the close, the more science dives into the human body and into this experience, the the more it's opening up into greater and greater possibilities. Mm. Like they used to think space was just empty. And now they know it's the quantum field and it's all connected. And you yeah. can do something over on this side of the world and it affects that side of the Which world. It's crazy. Yeah. At, wow. it, it, at the same moment, too. And it's, it's incredible how yeah. connected everything is. Um, before we wrap up, mm -hmm. I really want to... There's a lot of people, I know, listening and viewing because I'm extrapolating my experience to everyone else, but, but, and also the people that come through your doors. Um, 
how can, what are some practices we can do, I'm sure breathing is one, to better our sexual connection with our partner? Because mm -hmm. a lot of us, maybe there's women out there going, okay, you know, my partner is completely detached from sex and it's not like that. he comes from work and it's like, this is how it is. Or a lot of men are, are I want to open up during sex, but I can't, I just, I'm scared of the intimacy. Or mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to receive, or a woman doesn't know how to receive. What are some of the things we could do just practically before sex? Okay. What, um, what came to your mind? Yeah, the, the one of the my favorite things that we do as a couple is when we wake up at the same time, because he usually sleeps in later, but either when he wakes up together with me or at night before we fall asleep, we put our foreheads together and we take five breaths together, the, the five belly breaths. So inhaling and then doing it audibly so we can hear each other. Those five breaths completely transform you because you feel connected to your partner. And you can do this with your eyes open, with your eyes closed, but as long as you're taking that moment to connect. And, and we, teach, we tell this to all of our couples that come to see us. It's like, this is the best way to connect to each other before you start your day and at the end of the day. So you're already connected to them. When I think about a couple, I think about two individuals choosing to share intimacy together. So where I start is let's say, with yourself, right? So for men, how can you um, self-pleasure in a way that brings consciousness, right? Not just rushing to get through it, not just watching porn to get off or whatever, but really being with yourself and cultivating positive sexual experience with yourself. And then for the women or for someone with the vagina, how can you slow down and take time out of your day for yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's really hard for women to do because we're always taking care of everyone. Yes. yes, in our experience, we've seen that definitely to be the problem. Oh, I don't have any time for me. I've yeah. got the kids, I've got work, I've got my husband, I've got my boyfriend, whatever. And so if you two as individuals can slow down and find time for yourself and cultivate that energy, then when you're coming together, you'll know what direction you want to take it, right? Instead of outsourcing your pleasure, oh, we have sex when she's in the mood or whatever. Well, what if she's never in the mood? Mm -hmm. But if she's taking the time for herself and she's getting turned on, you'll feel that. Also, why is she not in the mood? A lot of the time it's because you're getting rushed into sex before yeah. you're ready. So how can you slow down initiating sex mm. and connecting to each other on an emotional level. You know, you said uh, th what, there's a fear there. Why don't we talk about that fear? Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about the desires? What do we want out of the session? Let's make some sort of um, intention yeah. of how we want to connect in this session so, and then talking about it afterwards. Yeah, so starting with self, and then, like she said, if those conversations come up or, or don't be afraid to talk about your sexuality, don't be afraid to talk about problems, mm -hmm. don't be afraid if you're angry at your partner because she never wants to have sex, like, say something about it because it opens, it might be hard at first, but it's going to open up to deeper intimacy. And then the other thing I would say that is actually a game changer, schedule daytime sex. Mm -hmm. mm. So many people leave sex for the end of the day. Some people like to do it in the morning first thing or whatever. If that's your thing, cool, then celebrate that. But a lot of people are leaving our best energy times of the day for work or for, you know, whatever else, but sex. So if you can, just schedule it in the afternoon, put it on the calendar, you know, because then you are committing to and making space around that time. 
you know, dim the lights, put, pull the curtains, light yeah. some candles, put on a good playlist, put some intention into it, and see if you can start to develop a new association, a new connection with sex. Mm -hmm. Daytime sex is a game changer. Like, it's one of our favorite things to do, and we put it in the calendar. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all busy people. We have tons of stuff to do, but you're not too busy to have pleasure in your life and to connect with your partner who you're living with, you know? That's the move. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and I really resonate with that because sometimes it's difficult come the end of night, you're, you have a full day worth of stress. You're exhausted. And you're, you're, you're just done. Yeah. And then you mean to tell me I gotta take an hour and 10 minutes to put on the lights and the music and do a full massage and, you know, breathe into it. Great, that sounds nice, but I just kind of want to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And so does she. And yeah. so does she. Right? And you're both like, oh, but we should do this. Maybe I'll do it for him or I'll do it. And, and that's it, the problem. It's weird. You know, it's like it's not the best going into it, so it doesn't usually end that well. And, and basically the whole theme of what we talked about this entire time is Sexual, opening the door to that kind of sexuality that's very conscious will actually heal you because in speaking about those fears, you start to tackle all the fears in your life. Mm -hmm. And your partner becomes this beautiful, beautiful mirror mm -hmm. to yourself and to loving yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not even about them in that moment. It's like, oh my God, they're holding space for me to be me and that's very healing. You I, heal in the present. I'm gonna say sexual healing is the most powerful of healing of mm. all forms of life, right? Mm. Like I can do my intentions and rituals and all these things, but if my sex life is a mess, then it, it just, it's still always gonna be there. Mm -hmm. I find that once you have, it's right in the middle and all the things are branching out of it, mm -hmm. right? Cause that's the deepest form of union and intimacy mm -hmm. and looking at yourself and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Like literally that's going out of the survival into deeper parts of you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and by the way, it's with your partner who you love and connect with. That is like the most sacred thing in the world. What's yeah. more sacred? It doesn't get any closer to you. Exactly, that. exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's the power. And look, on top of that, you two are bringing that to the world. This is your damn jobs. What a gift <laughs> that you two are for humanity. Mm -hmm. You have a course coming out. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be the bomb course. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. What's the name of the course? What's in it? Well, and, and how do we get it? And when can we get it? It's called Awaken the Goddess. Awaken you can the do goddess. it too. Okay. Well, well, I got a goddess in me somewhere too. <laughs> you can do it too. It's, it's all about okay. people with um, vaginas so they can learn about their bodies. Okay. And so they can learn about their pleasure and how they can release um, tension or trauma from their bodies and tap into that goddess your inner self that's been buried for so long. Mm. And, and the way we approach things is more holistically, right? So, so a lot of times people are like, give me the good stuff. You know, what's the secret? What's the tips? What's the tricks? Because I want to experience this stuff. But it's like having a full glass and saying, like, I want more. And like, well, there's not really that much room for it. So what do you need to do? You need to dump out what's already there. And now we've got a whole glass that we can fill up. And then we I'll can even grow the, the container. I'll learn all of that stuff you built for so many years. Take that out and put the good stuff in. Put the stuff you actually want. And it takes a little bit at the beginning. But once you do that, your whole life transforms. Okay. So I can't do the course. But I have a lot of female friends <laughs> who I'm going to sign them up. There's a lot of female listeners who mm -hmm. can sign up. And I'm waiting for the masculine one. I'm ready for that one. Yeah, that's coming. On it. Working it's on it. Working on it. Yeah. How do uh, how do all of my community and friends and family? How do we access the course? Where do we get it? You can go to our website, thelovegurusla.com, 
And then you can go on to online courses, and we have the course link right there. And we're going to do a special discount code for your viewers. Love that. 10% off. Code is heal thyself. Perfect. Right? Very perfect. How appropriate. And uh, the Instagram, you guys, Instagram. The Love Gurus LA. I love it. Everybody and, go and follow. And dude, the Instagram is a wealth of knowledge. We have, you know, probably 500 plus posts on there. Each, like, deep relationship stuff, life stuff. Yeah. So if you go back through, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, I agree. Everyone go check that out. Mm -hmm. What an honor it is to have you both. Like I said, it's not often that I have uh, healers on my show, my own personal ones, but now I got two of them <laughs> who are speaking the most truth. And like we said, sexual healing is the root of so, so much for our lives and what we can become of ourselves. And, mm -hmm. and you both are doing it for a living, and I love that. Thank you both for being here. I cannot wait mm -hmm. to have you back. We'll have another conversation at some point this year. But for now, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for creating this amazing container and for all the work that you've been doing in the world. We're blessed to have met you and gotten to work with you as well. Amen. There you go. <laughs> Love gurus. <laughs>